Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Hey everyone, we are welcoming back Dr. Todd Swenning the medical director for the Institute of Clinical Orthopedics and Neurosciences in Palm Springs, California. Once again, we're now talking to Todd in order to tap into his vast experience as an orthopedic trauma surgeon with all of his clinical knowledge and surgical skills. We're here to talk about a different topic or a different skill that we think is very important and that a strategy for dealing with a lot of different issues. In addition to his local leadership, has been very active in the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and Orthopedic Trauma Association doing advocacy things, health policy things, a, a vast array of things. And, you know, he and I were talking about the other day what a great topic advocacy would be. But that's kind of a broad topic, Todd. How do we talk about advocacy? Generally, when you think about the concept of advocacy, it's such a massive topic. And when you look at the definition of the word, it is the act of pleading or supporting or, or active espousal for on the behalf of another. And, uh, you know, as, as physicians, I think that it's inherent. It just happens to all of us. There's no way around the fact uh, that we are indeed advocates for our patients. And, you know, uh, when people think about uh, the general concept of advocacy, they think about things like the legal profession. Well, our corollary to that would be uh, end-of-life issues, DNR, power of attorney, consent issues, etc. Advocacy for me personally has become a way to make sure that I am I'm truly being an active part in bettering my patient's care and therefore proving outcomes in patient satisfaction, which uh, uh, you know, taking care of our patients and making sure that we have happy, healthy patients at the end of the day is uh, all of our goal, I think, right? You know, you pointed out there's a lot of different aspects where we are advocating for our patients. We advocate in legal issues. We advocate in government, in our uh, occasional trips to D.C. for on behalf of our patients. But I think we decided that, you know, a focus for today's discussion was more on a day-to-day patient advocacy basis, right? Absolutely. That, I think, for all of us is, uh, is topic number one, ultimately, because we're all involved in patient care. And uh, advocacy for our patients, uh, you know, the reason that we are the best advocates for our patients really is, you know, what, what makes a good advocate? Someone that's knowledgeable about the individual. So not only are we knowledgeable about medicine in general, we should be relatively knowledgeable about uh, our, our own individual patients' uh, uh, situations. And I think that for me personally, you know, some of the hurdles that I have noticed that I have to overcome with regard to being an appropriate patient advocate are things along the lines like removing my own biases from the conversations with my patients. And that might be something as simple as, uh, you know, knowing that you're not going to get paid to take care of this patient, yet they're demanding. Maybe we have the bias of, uh, you know, this person has been actively... uh, uh, detrimental to their own life via drug use, via uh, habitual processes, et cetera. And, and it's important for me personally to try to uh, remove my own biases 
and that will allow me to be uh, a more patient physician and therefore more appropriate advocate and truly further my patient's care. I think we're all driven by that drive, right? What's the point of kind of talking about this if is some of this is inherent for us? <laughs> yeah, that is an important observation, primarily because while it is uh, something that we are all involved in on a day-to-day basis, for me, it was the uh, issue of being aware of the uh, uh, concept and, and thinking actively about the fact that that is one of my principal roles in patient care. So each day, each hopefully each patient interaction, I, I think about actively about some of these issues. How can I remove my own biases from, from the conversation and truly hear what my patient, that would allow me to better ask on the behalf of the patient, what do they need to be asking for? Um, how do I truly stand as their advocate in this situation? And without actively participating in the interaction with my patients with this understanding, I think that I have problems sometimes of trying to hurry through my day. If if I am more aware of this as one of the principal roles as me as a uh, patient care provider, I think that it will make me better in uh, each interaction that I have with my patients going forward. Well, you know, I couldn't agree more and I couldn't argue with that. I'm always struggled with a lot of these issues as well. So what do you think we can have as our call to action for our listeners of, of an exercise that they could practice uh, on a regular basis? You know, I personally started with the act of truly trying to, at the end of each interaction with a patient, consciously at what were my own biases in that interaction. So remove my own biases. Uh, you know, how do I subtract what I bring to the equation and truly hear and try to put myself in the patient's uh, bed, footsteps, however you want to look at that, um, and then uh, implement that into my actions as to how I would stand and make the decision process, what orders I'm going to put in the chart, how I am going to actively espouse the progress of my patient toward health. Awesome. So again, why don't we uh, repeat for our listeners so it makes it pretty easy for them, the kind of the steps that you want them to do in each of these encounters, whether it's before, during, or after, uh, what do you think the simple steps are? Yeah, yeah. The the simple steps for me, and it, this gets easier as you go through it. It's like, just like building a practice, right? We know practice is uh, uh, what hones our skills. But to listen objectively without uh, our own noise of our mind, our schedule, et cetera, interfering, and then to uh, be a persistent patient advocate and to do that actively in your thought process, for me, at the end of each interaction, because it allows me to sort of debrief myself and look critically at each interaction that I had with a patient. Right. So I'm going to just repeat it in my words so they can take either one of our comments, but sort of pause, do something to, you know, how can you act more in your, in your patient's interest, listen, and then take some sort of action or step to show some patience or persistence on, on behalf of your patient. Absolutely. I think as you start to build that into your practice, it will become more inherent and, uh, at least for me personally, it has made me, a, I believe, a better physician in being able to care for my patient objectively. Well, there you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Todd Swenning. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More, ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action. 
to practice your best.